How's it going? How's your week? This is a new week for you. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you are listening to this, whether you are driving in your car or cuddled with your boo, how you doing, honey? Uh, What's going on with you? You know, are you progressing this week? Showing yourself some love? Knocking down your goals? What's, 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 what's tea, honey? <laughs> what's tea? <laughs> Uh, my week has been, it's been up and down, honestly, but I still thank God for it. Thank you so much for tuning in to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. It is greatly appreciated. I am your girl, Red, and let's get into this episode. What's going on? So, as I said before, I hope your week has been great. Um, I hope you've been accomplishing everything you've been setting out to accomplish. Celebrate your small victories as well as your big ones. Um, My week, as I said, have been kind of up and down, to be honest about it. Uh, I got to meet my goddaughter. This is my first godchild. And what's crazy is I said not at not too long ago well before um my best friend asked me to be the godparent um I said I can't wait to be (laughs) I can't wait to be a godparent I can't wait to be a godmother and she knew nothing about that and I want to say about a month or so later she called me and asked me to be um the godmother so I got to meet my goddaughter. Um, her name is Harper. Hey Harper. Hey Tinkerbell. I know you're gonna hear this. So hey. Um <laughs> so I have enjoyed that part. It really wasn't this week, it was kinda like last week, but I s I'm still enjoying looking back at the pictures and everything. But that's the kind of sweet way to start off this just scrolling if you're new to the show just scrolling is when i talk about something that may have popped up on my timeline be it facebook instagram snapchat youtube whatever social media platform i find it on and i kind of give some commentary on it or you know my my very unique foolish opinion (sighs) so if you heard my previous episode, you heard me talk about the Jesse Smollett case. As I stated before, I hope I'm saying his last name correctly because I've heard it both ways. Smollett and Smollett. I'm just going to say Smollett. Or I'm just going to call him Jesse. Alright? So, Jesse has now been arrested. He turned himself into Chicago police. Excuse me. He turned himself into Chicago police. And on the account of um, falsifying police report as well as um, like faking a hate crime. I don't know what the legal term for that is, but I know for a fact falsifying a police report. Um, My previous episode, I genuinely took up for Jesse because you never want to see a person 
black, white, gay, straight, indifferent, go through what he claimed he went through. To be honest about it, me personally, I'm like, there's a part of me that's still on the fence about everything about the whole case because I genuinely keep coming to the question of what was the point? Like, what did you hope to receive from this? Um, what's being reported is that he wasn't happy with how much he was making on uh his show Empire, on the show Empire that he's a part of. Um, like my dude, uh you couldn't write a letter. You couldn't well technically you did write a letter because it was apparent it was tested that he sent in his own death threats. But back up. Uh, you couldn't write a letter, you couldn't go to HR, you couldn't try to renegotiate your contract. Um, you know, there were several different avenues you could have taken except going to the extreme or before you went to the extreme of how can I get them to raise my profit or raise my check? Fake a hate crime. And to put the cherry on top, add a noose to fake the hate crime. Sir, Sir Jesse, Jesse, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Well, you know, we want we were rooting for you in the sense of, you know, nobody deserves that. And we hope. And everything was okay and justice was gonna be served. <laughs> if this ain't the biggest law and order SVU plot twist <laughs> of all time, because like I said, he's he's now in custody. Um, I believe he has a bail hearing on Friday, uh, February twenty second. If not, it will be on Monday. Um, February 22nd, 3rd, 4th, 25th. So, when I say, I, like I said, part of me is still on the fence because I'm waiting for it to come back because he's still proclaiming his innocence. Um, I, I, part of me is on the fence because it's like, the, the, this couldn't have been your only, like, this couldn't have been the reason why you you fake this you didn't you didn't make this up you didn't you didn't pull the biggest okie doke or at least attempt to because you were dis you were unhappy with what you were making sir you're making i'm pretty sure some or a few a few people's house payments car payments student loans and deadbeat dad's back child support and you want to be upset about what you're making now. If you if you believe you're worth more, go in and renegotiate your contract. Get what you're worth, but don't take it to this extreme because now you have the whole country involved. And sir, this I can't I can't stand talking about stories that disturb my spirit. And this is one of those stories because, like I said, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. And one thing that um, if you follow Amanda Seal on Instagram, she touched on that I really agree with 
was people are saying, well, this is pushing our race back and look how far we're going to have to go back and come back from and da 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 And she said, it's, it doesn't take one person to push a whole entire race back. That I entirely um, agree with. It's not one person that can push back a race. The race as a whole, if we don't make a choice to stand up and push forward past this one person's ignorant, stupid, dumbass idea, then that's when we get pushed back. But one person don't stop a show. I I don't like the phrase one monkey don't stop no show. But one person doesn't stop the show. One person doesn't stop the prog- uh the progression of a entire race. Um and quick question. Like I know I'm albino and I'm a- I'm technically African American or not technically I am African American. But I mean if he was unhappy with what he was being paid, if I put my bid in to go and play him. I know we look different, but like if they put makeup on me and a wig and a beard, or I think he was bald in the rest of the episode. Either way it go, it'll be a little cap thing, whatever. Um, and they put makeup on me to make me darker. Does that technically count as blackface? I mean, I'm African American. I just be a few shades darker. Does that count as blackface? I don't know. Get back to me on that. I I I genuinely, I genuinely want to answer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 all I have to say on that one. Um, Empire, give me a call because Fox did release a sta- uh, release a statement that Jesse will not be in the final two episodes of this upcoming season of Empire. And really, a lot of his cast members want him off the show completely. But Fox is saying that they're going to wait to see how this whole legal situation plays out. So, Jesse, I'm I, like, I'm hoping the best for you, dude. I I'm, I really am. But you stupid if <laughs> all of this was a lie. As, as I said before, he's proclaiming his innocence. But we're done with that. Now, to move on to... To move on to this R. Kelly situation, R. Kelly on February 22nd turned himself into Chicago police and is being charged with criminal sexual assault. Um, and right now they say there is 10 counts against him. Some are coming from as far back as uh, the mid 90s. Uh, but right now there are 10 counts against him. I've seen two reports. One says 10 counts. The other one says 14, but I'm going to go with the 10 counts because I think I've only read one or two stories where it said 14, but each count holds between three to seven years. Now his attorney is saying, um, he's innocent that, uh, every, when everything plays out, he will basically come out on top and he will be acquitted. All of these things. He has a bail hearing set. I, as far as I know of for Saturday, February 23rd. <sighs> now 
I spoke on R. Kelly uh, a couple episodes back. Me personally, I hope you go to jail. Like, I don't wish anything bad on any on anybody, but I'm a firm believer in you reap what you sow. This is one of those things where I... I don't I don't understand how you plant this evil this evil and put this hurt on someone else because you were hurt. Yo, go to counseling, talk to God, cl- be cleansed from your demons. But don't pass on that hurt to someone else. And I stated this back a couple episodes ago when I touched on the R Kelly thing. Um, when everyone was talking about surviving R. Kelly, just like he's being held accountable, the people who knew about the, uh, knew about what was going on should be held accountable as well. Uh, there is no amount of money that you could pay somebody or you should be able to pay somebody for them to turn a blind eye to someone's daughter, someone's niece, someone's sister, hell, someone's mother getting abused for the sake of your comfortable living there there should be no amount of money that makes you that comfortable that you turn a blind eye to what all is going on and what all this man has done uh i what this case did do or since he just he decided to turn himself in what this did do with surviving R. Kelly coming out and everything, it actually divided the black community because you have people now that will say, well, you know, he's a staple in the black community as far as music wise. Look at all the hits he's made. Uh, look at all the songs and la la la, whatever. And you have people that are uh, for the community. There are gen- you have people that is for the culture and people that's for the community. You have people that, well, he's a staple in the culture, as I just said. You have people that's for the community, community that's like, yo, this should not stand. I don't give a damn about the music. He's a nasty, despicable, disgusting human being. This should not be allowed and accepted or ignored. So... Uh, this, everything is still new right now, but he is being, he has been charged. He is in jail for the moment. Prayerfully, no, not prayerfully. Cause like I said, I don't wish anything bad on anyone, on anyone, but I hope you don't get bail. I hope you have to sit with your demons and you answer for all of the hurt and pain that you put all of these females through. Um, but this that's the end of just scrolling. Let's let's move on to a happier topic in the next segment, okay? And we're back. Um quick little add-on to just scrolling. Uh another little to add quick bit. Um that I didn't say the first time. Did y'all re- do y'all realize that the Jesse Smollett case and the R. Kelly case both took place in Chicago? Like Chicago PD, I hope you've been eating your Wheaties, honey, because they got you on the run. <laughs> 
or well i technically i guess not because both of them turn both of them turn themselves in so well never mind that's neither here nor there but uh chicago this is a bad look for you just saying um but to move on let's get into unique thoughts unique thoughts for those who are new is me giving my unique thought process on either a time in my life that I went through because I sometimes do little story times or something that I may have come across that has really just caught my attention and it stood out to me okay but this week for unique thoughts I don't know if you all watch this show on WeTV called um, Love After Lockup, but Love After Lockup is the the name basically gives the what goes on in the show. Is these people who fall in love with these inmates, who the inmates get out, and the people try to make um, a relationship work. Now they come across these inmates different ways. One person excuse me one person went on meet an inmate.com did not know that that was a real website am i saying that i went and looked it up no possibly no i i'm not trying to meet an inmate um and even if i did look it up that's neither here nor there nor is any of your business okay i got free time but (laughs) This one particular couple, or this one person from the show stands out to me because my sister and my mom, we all watch the show. Um, And me and my sister have a difference of opinion when it comes to this person. So there's this guy, his name is Michael. He had been in jail for, I think his total time at this point was three years. And he was getting out and he was or he is in a relationship at this point of the show with this girl, Megan. Megan, he had been with for about a year or a year and a half. And, okay, hey, oh, Megan, y'all so cute. He proposed to her while he was in prison, which, quick side note, I don't know how you propose to somebody in prison. Um, Me and my sister had a debate about that. Well, kind of had a debate about that. Uh, Not being in prison specifically but if someone proposed to you over the phone like maybe facetime or whatever um does it still mean the same as when they are in person the y'all give me y'all opinion on that what what do you think does it mean more in person or does it or does it not matter if they do it over the phone but back to the story um they not they michael proposed to megan over the phone and she accepted at this point she still has no ring um (laughs) well the little detail that he left out was that he is actually married to a girl named sarah sarah married michael while he was still in prison they have a child together but they have been they have been together in a relationship on and off for six years six or six and a half years now um as i said he had been with michael uh he had been with megan for a year and a half sarah he married while he was in prison um i think it was a year 
he had a year left on his sentence and he married Sarah and they have a child together. Now he gets out of prison. The original plan was for Megan to meet him and pick him up and take him where he had to go. They live in separate states and he was paroling in a separate state. And the original plan was for Megan to come out, do uh, all of the, oh my gosh, um, I miss you, da 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 I'm going to take you to do whatever you need to do with your parole officer, da 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 But Megan was at the airport. Michael called last minute, legit. She was at the airport checking in and <laughs> told her not to come. And he was like, I got something else planned. It's going to be special, whatever. Now, Sarah picks him up from the jail, and they have these little matching king and queen shirts, and he tells the producers in the interview that, you know, Sarah is the queen. She's just not my queen. Okay, um, so basically what this boils down to is he married Sarah. He paroled to her house, like gave them her address. As so this is where I'm going to be staying. This is what it's going to be. Instead of going to, I guess, his parents' house in Michigan. Um, they're in New York. Now, what it boils down to is Michael told Sarah that, you know, he loves her. He wants to be with her and all of these things. Well, Sarah um has now found out that she's pregnant again with Michael's baby because they've been knocking boots since he's been out since he's been out of prison. Uh, Michael basically got married to her for the sake of his child because she he didn't want her to you know take his child away and he didn't want uh for her to basically use the child as a pawn against him. Now, Megan on the other hand knows nothing about he know she knows that. He has a child, but she knows nothing about him actually being married, him being married in prison. None of these things. Now, Michael's mom has met Megan, at least over the phone, like talking to her over FaceTime. And the mom is closer, I guess you can say, with Sarah, because that's the mother of her grandchild. And, you know, she knows that he is uh married to sarah that michael's married to sarah now here's the thing mom knows about megan as i stated but mom was like you know i'm not going to tell sarah anything because it's not my business it's not my place i can't stand the person who's like oh that's not my business it's not my place but then you turn around and give advice and you put yourself in it ma'am ma'am no 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 you said that your son is a grown man and he got business to take care of and it's not your business, it's not your place, but you making it your business and your place by getting into it. Um, By giving your two cents and telling your son what he needs to do and save his household or whatever. He's basically saying his heart is telling him one thing, his, his head is telling him another. Now, where me and my sister disagree is... Um, my sister is like, well, he shouldn't be with Sarah if he don't love her. And, you know, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him and Megan. And um, she has her own opinion about the situation. My opinion is you bought in a whole new person without ending 
what you had going on with this one person that you've already dealt that you're dealing with. So now you can't you 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 can't play with people's feelings like this. You can't bring in a whole new book when you haven't gotten past the introduction of the one that you're supposed to be reading. You said, you know, I want to be in a relationship with my daughter. I don't want my daughter to be taken away from me. Okay, cool. But you and me, you and Sarah need to be grown enough to have that conversation. Now, if you knew you weren't in love with this woman, one, you shouldn't marry her. Two, you shouldn't parole to her house because she can kick you out at any time and you can go back to jail. Um, Three, you should have definitely, definitely, definitely not gotten a third person involved when you knew there was a possibility that either you were going to have to end it with this third person or that you were going to have to let Sarah go and you still going to have to make a decision when it comes to your child. Now, Sarah, as far as right now, is in the dark for the most part about um, Megan, but like on next week's episode she's supposed to find out about her and whatever case may be but if you like look up stuff on youtube uh you know they record the show and then this month before it come out megan and sarah go are going back and forth online and supposedly sarah knew about megan the entire time um sarah is pregnant as i stated michael uh, is no longer in Sarah's house, but I guess they're still trying to work it out. It's it's a lot, and it speaks to us as human beings. You know, we believe we want love and all of this, and we want to follow our hearts. But if you're not in the greatest position to be in a relationship, because you're still attached to another person now this man is going to be attached to sarah for the rest of his life because they have a child together but emotionally you're not attached anymore but you still leading this person on you still sleeping with this person you still making this person believe that y'all have a future together and then you turn around uh oh ignore that then you turn around and you bring someone else in and you make them believe that you they have a future uh you two have a future together and on top of that megan was a virgin and she gave her virginity to michael i don't know why this is slick making me upset um she gave her virginity to michael and okay oh okay it's too late for you to be sending me messages <laughs> Anyway, she got um uh like I already said, she gave her virginity to Michael. And that in itself, when you make that choice to give that special part of yourself to somebody else that who you believe um you're in love with, that you genuinely care about, that they genuinely care about you, and they have your best interest at heart, and then you turn around and find out excuse me, that they don't. Or that your feelings have been played with. Like that's. You you can't save face. You can't. Megan's family and friends have been telling her this whole time. Yo. You know. It's something that's not right. This is a choice you making. Don't do it. But 
Megan, oh my God, I love him. No, you can't tell me anything. He's perfect. He's perfect for me. Uh, I love him. And there's a possibility you about to be dumped. So, um, this is a message for anyone who's thinking about starting a new chapter and you've yet to finish several other books. Don't do it. Don't do it. Read the good book. How about that? Let the good book settle in your spirit first before you go out and try to get uh, Zane and all of these other authors that you don't need to be reading. Don't ask me how I know about Zane. That's none of your business. All right. (laughs) But let's move on to Hey Honey. Hey, honeys. Um, We have come to the portion of this episode that I stated before. (laughs) I I just that quick, as soon as I started recording, lost my train of thought. Excuse me. Um, But we've reached a segment of my show that a lot of people really (laughs) enjoy. And I thank God they really enjoy it. Um, it's called Hey Honey, as I stated before. Hey Honey is like the advice portion of the show. Um, either I give advice or really really it, it is me giving advice because either we have voice memos where someone sends in a question and I answer or I give you encouraging words that I hope push you a little bit further throughout the week. And while encouraging you, I try to encourage myself. So this week, um, this week, the topic is when was the last time that you checked on you? Like, that you genuinely checked in on yourself. I feel like I have said genuinely a lot this episode. But, (laughs) that's how you can tell I mean it. When was the last time that you genuinely (laughs) checked in on yourself? That you sat with yourself, not in a room full of noise, not with any distractions, but you sat in the quietness and you really had to sit with yourself and sit with your thoughts and sit with your mind and check in on you and had to check in with how you're doing and what's going on around you check in with your feelings just check in on you as a whole when was the last time that you've done that i'll wait Can you answer? No? That's okay. Because to be honest about it, I haven't checked in with me a lot or that often, not as often as I should. Because if I would have checked in with me, I probably wouldn't have had like a a little breakdown where... I felt overwhelmed and my mind, I felt my mind shift into a place that I didn't need it to go. 
Um, I think on like my third or fourth episode, I talked about me um, attempting suicide. If I didn't get into further details about it or any new people. Um, yes, I've attempted suicide before and I attempted it at a young age. So when I say I, my mind shifts or it tries to enter a dark place where I don't need it to go, that is what I mean. Um, I got to a point where I didn't want to sit alone with myself. I didn't want to sit alone with like the ugly truth of myself. And I didn't want to sit alone with my thoughts. Because at the moment, they were what I didn't need to be around and what I didn't need to hear. You have to check in on yourself. You know, there's the saying, oh, check on your strong friend. It's good to check on your strong friend, but your strong friend need to be able to check on themselves as well. Because there may be things that your strong friend is carrying around that you cannot handle, that you are not equipped to handle. A lot of times it's good to just give a listening ear. It's good to just be there. It's good to just even sit in silence with them. With me, it was like a battle within myself because I knew I could have called a friend. But then there was a part of me that was like, well, you know, they're probably going through whatever they're they're going through. You don't want to burden them. And also the fact of I don't want to be viewed any differently. I don't want to be viewed as, you know, the person that's not the rock anymore because I'm usually the rock of my family. I'm usually the rock of my friends. I'm the one that everybody can come and talk to and I help them deal with whatever they're going through. But um, when it comes to what I'm going through, I bottle everything up and I let everything pile up and pile up and pile up until the bottle bursts. And when the bottle bursts is the wrong time that anything is it's genuinely the wrong time for me to attempt to process what I'm going through or process how I'm feeling. It's the wrong time for me to try to voice what I'm going through or what I'm feeling because at this point, I no longer, it's, it's to a point where I can't really vocalize what I'm going through. And it hurts because my mom would ask, what's wrong with you? Or my sister or my brother, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And I genuinely can't give them an answer because it's gotten to a point where I can't vocalize what I'm going through or what's running through my head or I what's the best way to say this I can't or I don't want to scare them with what's going through my head and I don't want to scare my friends with what's going through my head even though I know they love me and they would do anything for me and make sure that I'm okay 
me personally, I have to take care of me. I have to check in with me before I can attempt to ha- have someone else help check in with me. Um, I Like I said, I never want to be viewed as the fragile person. I never want to be viewed as the one who, you know, she can't handle it because that's a battle I fight within myself, to be honest about it. Um, check in with yourself. Check to see how you're doing. Sit with yourself. One of the things that I'm still learning is how to sit in silence. I would start and stop with meditation because it would kind of force me to sit in silence. And a lot of times I don't want to sit with myself. And it's mainly because I look at my situations around me or I look at um, how others are doing compared to me. And that's the worst thing you can do is compare yourself to anyone else. Don't ever do that. But... Um, don't be afraid to be that vulnerable person because that was something else. Um, I was afraid to be the vulnerable person that, um, I was afraid to be the vulnerable person because I didn't want anyone to feel like they couldn't count on me. But before you attempt to take on the world, you have to take on yourself. Be the best version of yourself that you can be in whatever circumstance that you're in. I don't care if you're selling tacos or you out here selling your taco. Be the best version of yourself for you to the point where no outside interference can make you shift your opinion about yourself. You have to be okay with yourself. Um, I was telling my nieces this the other day. There is a power and a light within you that others wish that they had. And because they don't have it or they don't know how to access their power and their light and their strength, they try to make you dim your light and to remove your power and to remove your strength. Don't give anyone else your power or your strength or turn your light off for the sake of someone else. Be your best person for yourself. Check in with yourself every day. If you can't do it every day, do it three times a week. If you can't do it three times a week, you not ready to make this effort. Three times a week ain't bad. We tune in to Ratchet TV and everything else to keep up with the Kardashians and the who's who's and the what's what's more than we would choose to tune in with ourselves and take care of ourselves. Take care of yourself from the inside out. Take care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, financially. (laughs) But check in. Do a do a honest to God check in with yourself. Even if you have to check yourself, like, yo, why are you doing this? Why are you feeling this way? You know you got this. You know God got you. Whatever it is, whatever needs need be, whatever needs to happen, sit with yourself. Sit with yourself in God honest silence and peace to see what's going on with you please know 
that I say this with love and that I honestly love you. Let's wrap this up. back and we have made it to the end of this episode let's all take a deep breath shall we (sighs) okay we've made it we you know i hope the last segment wasn't too heavy and as i stated before i hope it's something that helps push you through the week just you know a little bit further um We've reached the end. We've reached Unique Speaks. Unique Speaks is a segment where either I do some poetry or I just give you a quote and expand on it a little bit. Um, My last episode, which you can look up, you know, you can go check them out. Let me know if you want me to share them on my Facebook page or anything, you know. Uh, give me some feedback. Um, My last episode... I did a new poem. Uh, so this week you're getting a quote. Because your girl didn't write nothing this week. Okay? And I am not going to guarantee you that I'm going to have one for you next week either. So just be prepared for these quotes. For a little minute until I get my poetry situated. Alright? Um, you're going to get these quotes and you're going to be happy about it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, this week's quote. I can't honestly say where it comes from. Usually, I give a quote and give who it came from. But this one, you've probably seen on a meme. You've probably heard your pastor say it. probably heard a friend say it. So, I can't really say where it originated from. Um, But this week, the quote is, Everything that you want or everything that you're not capable of, (laughs) everything that you desire is on the other side of your fear. And what I mean by that is basically self-explanatory, but everything that you were meant to be, your calling, your purpose, all of those things lie on the other side of your fear. It lies on the other side of the thing that you feel like in your heart you cannot do. That's the voice of the enemy. That's that voice of doubt. Um, the Bible says that God, when God created us, he did not place in us a spirit of fear. So everything that you're scared of, be it being vulnerable, as I stated in the last segment, or, you know, be, even being courageous and doing something without thinking about it. It lies on the other side of the, of that fear. What you want, what you desire, what you're called to be, your purpose, lies on the other side of that fear. For me, my fear was with this podcast, honestly. Now, I have a degree in broadcast journalism, and my emphasis was in um radio but i never started a podcast until my friend shout out to patrick 
um, pushed me <laughs> and put me on the timeline and was like, you got a whole degree in this. This is what you need to do. Now, mind you, it was suggest- suggested. Lord, we made it all the way to the end of the show. Please don't let me start tripping up on words now. <laughs> but it was suggested from, you know, my mom and from a couple other friends. You know, you should start a podcast or a YouTube channel. And I was just like, eh, no, huh, well, I think about it. Eh. But what it always boiled down to was I had fear of judgment because I know me. I know me well enough to know that, you know, I have church members <laughs> on my Facebook page. I got other people, you know, that see me a certain way as far as, um, I guess as a Christian or as this good person, as this good, strong person. And I fear the judgment. Even my last episode, I was supposed to share and everything on Facebook and I did not. I let fear stop me because I nitpicked and found several things wrong with the episode and all in all it was I can't lie and say oh it was my best episode it it probably wasn't but it was one that I was still partially proud of and I let fear stop me from sharing it my fear with this is me being judged because I'm not who people made up in their mind that I am or who they expected me to be. But I have to step out on faith and go on the other side of that fear. Um, if I want someone to genuinely accept me, I want them to accept me for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, I'm a strong believer in God. I have a relationship with him probably need to work on it to get a little better i know i'm not the only one so don't don't judge me um but yes i have a strong relationship with god i'm a strong believer in god but i cuss and that was my biggest thing is i i cuss i don't i'm not as bad as it used to be but look (laughs) um she ain't a nun she she got a filter but it doesn't always it doesn't always happen uh, it's not always in use. So that's the quotes for this week. Um, everything you need. I feel like I have said um a lot and I'm sorry. Everything you need lies on the other side of your fear. Everything you want lies on the other side of your fears. Go get it, honey. Kick fear in the balls and push past it. All right. Um, thank you so, 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 so much for tuning in to this episode of Uniquely Spoken. We have made it through to the end. I've said that before. I know. Don't judge me. Okay. I'm figuring this thing out just like everybody else. All right. We figuring it out together. I love you so much. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great life. Do you, boo? Do you? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, Please remember that L-O-V-E is all you need. 
Thank you, Red People, for tuning in once again. If you're wondering why I call you Red People, it's because my name is Red and you are my people. Until next time, I love you. Bye.